Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Lo Tuttle about her Wishes Collection ceremony at the Canada Pavilion in Epcot and her reception at Ariel's at the Yacht and Beach Club. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned everything and how everything turned out. So welcome, Lo. Hey, Carrie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have a wishes wedding at Walt Disney World. So this is a super interesting story. Basically, we went for the first time together as a couple to Disney World in 2014 and immediately fell in love with Disney. And I had been when I was a little kid and so had he. And we had always wanted to go back, but it was one of those last minute vacations we decided to make for a 4th of July weekend. So we showed up there and I was just big, loved every minute of it and decided that when we get married, this is exactly where we want to be because this is our favorite place and we want all of our friends to be at our favorite place. So it wasn't until about a year later that he proposed to me and I had already been planning my wedding at Disney using their uh, website and tailoring it to the way I wanted it. So I looked at him when we got engaged, and I said, so this is happening, right? We're going to be at Disney, right? And he looked at me, and he said, absolutely. I was like, perfect. I'm marrying the perfect guy in the perfect place. This is just fabulous. My dreams are all coming true. (laughs) And that's interesting, because I think more people do plan ahead before they're even engaged than you know. And sometimes people are embarrassed about that. But I think it can be really smart because it gives you a lot of time to figure out what you want. And that way, when you do start working with Disney, you're already ahead of the game. Oh, absolutely. I, I was never embarrassed about planning my wedding beforehand. In fact, he planned our wedding more than I did. We talk about it all the time. And it was just one of those things that it, it was going to happen and we needed to be prepared. So I told him and I said, if you're going to propose to me, it has to be at least 14 months before. So I have two months to plan before I can even contact Disney and then we can get the ball rolling from there. So we, it's just one of those things when we started dating, we knew we were going to get married from day one. It just, it happened. So I tell everyone I've ever met that if they're thinking about getting engaged, just have a Pinterest board, just do it. Why not? Don't be embarrassed. It's, it's a natural part of life, especially for women. We plan our weddings when we're little girls. So why not just own it? And just have your have your dream board available. So it sounds like you were definitely prepared for your Disney wedding. How did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? So it was kind of a mixed bag. Most of Zach's family, my, my husband's family, were not very thrilled about the idea of traveling. My dad was a little uneasy about traveling, but was okay with it. He actually, for the longest time, tried to convince me to get married at this brewery nearby by the brewery mascot. He sent me, he still to this day says I should get married at the brewery. 
but most everybody else was very excited because we have a lot of friends who are in love with Disney, who do Disney all the time. And this was going to be a vacation for them. That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many made the trip? So we invited 106 total, and then we ended up having 46 come, which I thought was perfect. It's kind of what we expected. Yeah, that's a good manageable size where you don't spend the whole reception just saying hi to everybody. Right, right. And I'm from the South, so we have uh, receiving lines and everything at typical weddings, and we didn't have one at ours, but I was very thankful that I was able to walk around and talk to everybody because it was a good number of people. It wasn't too much. That's great. Now, how did you guys choose Canada for the ceremony and Ariel's for the reception? So I had always wanted Canada. It was something that I thought was beautiful. We're as weird as it sounds. We're not very outdoorsy people, but we love the idea of mountains and nature. And it's just kind of how our life is. So we just, we loved all the nature and everything surrounding it. And being a fashion designer by trade, I love every natural fibers and and pretty much any natural colors. So we looked at Canada as that. If we couldn't get married in the real Canada, we could at least get married there. And it was our number one pick from the start. So I was very excited. Ariel's, on the other hand, was kind of something we found last minute because I wanted to have our reception at Fort Wilderness Mm. because it was just beautiful. I just thought the open fields would be great. I always wanted an outdoor reception. And then our sales consultant talked us out of having an outdoor reception and having an outdoor ceremony, which I totally understood just in case it rained and just in case it was super hot outside. So we looked for the longest time. We looked at Citrico's. We looked at the ballrooms. We looked at the Living Sea Salon. And none of those just kind of popped out to me. So it was getting to be the last day of our trip when we went down to view. And I started looking on the website at what other options they had for receptions. And I came across aerials and I thought, this is perfect. Because if we're going to have a Canada theme, like outdoor adventure theme, then we can have something that kind of resembles a lake. So I thought aerials kind of fit into that perfectly. That's great. Now, did you then have a theme besides outdoors or colors? So it was a very summer camp. We had a summer camp theme. Everything was troop-based. So all of our wedding tables had like troop Haunted Mansion or Troop Star Tours. So we wanted to add that little bit of Disney in there. We also wanted it to be a big get together for our family and friends because if our friends were traveling so far to come see us get married and be involved in it, then I wanted them to like feel like family, feel like that they were just hanging out. So summer camp fit everything in. And we actually bought our wedding invitations way before we signed our contract for Disney. Which a little, we tested the waters there, but those were mountain theme, summer camp theme. And I always referred to them as my, my barbecue wedding invitations, because it did kind of look like a barbecue invitation. I love them. And that's interesting, because often when people use aerials, they think they have to have an under the sea or a beach theme. So what did you do to customize that to your theme? So I, I customized pretty much everything about my wedding. We made sure that everything in there was very green, or the colors of the season. So we had a lot of berry colors, uh, a lot of fresh pine cones and some greenery. We even took the greenery from our ceremony into the reception and it, it laid on our sweetheart table. So we really didn't pay too much attention to the fish hanging from the chandeliers or the super blue and aerials. It was kind of more or less the backdrop and it was a nice like feature that was there. When you, we really looked at the space 
I made sure you looked at like what the space was and you did look up too much because I do love aerials for what it is, but I, do, I don't necessarily uh, want, I didn't want to stick to what it was. I didn't want to stick to this under the seas thing, back to the future prom feel. Although I'm pretty sure my husband would have loved a, an under the sea, back to the future wedding. <laughs> now, did you guys add any entertainment at the reception? We did not have any entertainment. It, Coming from the South, we we don't really do much besides DJ, and we had um, a surprise second-line dance because I'm from Louisiana, so second-line was something I always wanted. The only thing we had was a DJ, and I think most of my guests made their own entertainment. My photographers, I still hear this to this day, my photographers, while we were eating and while the speeches were going on and between them taking pictures, were actually dancing on the floor, and everybody looked around and just saw them having fun and kind of brought everybody to the dance floor and we pretty much stayed there all night. So I wanted, when I started planning this, I originally wanted to have maybe a character in there, maybe some uninvited guests, but we ended up budget sake and just sake of keeping it pretty simplified, made our own entertainment, which is just people and some alcohol. <laughs> well, and that's a good point, too, because often I think brides feel compelled to entertain their guests for every single moment of the day. And there's plenty of time that people like to just spend talking to each other. So I think that that's a good point that you can have a full reception and you don't have to then, you know, throw in characters and throw in a caricature artist. And, you know, every hour something new is happening. Yeah, that was that was something I didn't want to be too, too involved with anything during the wedding day because I spent so much time planning it. I kind of wanted it for me. I wanted to be able to go and relax and have fun and dance with my friends because I hear it, one of my biggest fears was that I would not get to eat on my wedding day because it's a, it's a big thing down here. All my friends always said, I, I loved my wedding, but I wish I could have eaten the food. And I looked in my planner the first day and I said, I'm going to eat my food. I'm going to sit down. We're going to eat all together as if we're in this big, huge cafeteria and we're going to eat because I can't walk around and not have tried the food. Like I feel like that's going to somebody's store who sells something but doesn't buy their own product. So I made sure that I was going to have fun, that I wouldn't have any regrets, that I wasn't spending too much time with photography or too much time entertaining my guests, that my, my guests could entertain themselves. Got it. Speaking of food, do you have any menu item or cake flavor recommendations? Oh, absolutely. I am a big foodie, and I thought Disney did an amazing job with our food. We customized every bit of our menu. I didn't go with a single menu option that was given to me, and I think that's my biggest advice to any bride is if you want something, just ask for it because we wanted chicken and waffles. And the first email I got back was, chicken and waffles? Are you sure? Like, what, what kind of chicken, how do we do this? And I was like, there's no way that Disney hasn't done a chicken and waffles before. So I, I told them I would like Mickey waffles and some chicken tenders on the side. And they made it beautiful. So if anybody ever gets a chance to do chicken and waffles for their wedding, you won't regret it at all. I also had some hors d'oeuvres passed around that were uh, the lobster club. And those, I think, were my favorite thing of the day. We actually ran out at the pre-reception. And I, my planner came up to me and she said, how's everything? And I said, everything's great. Would we happen to have any more of those lobster clubs? And the waiter previously had told me no. I asked her and so she ran to the back and she brought out a huge platter of these lobster club little bites. 
And I swear I ate every single one of them because they were so amazing. So good. And then we also had a bagel and lox martini glasses. So we had, it was a deconstructed bagel and lox with bagel chips. And it is one of my favorite breakfast foods besides chicken and waffles. So everything there was amazing. So like I said, we tailored every single bit of it. And it, it turned out just the best buffet I think I've ever had in my life. And I still have not had a better one since. So my recommendations for those are absolutely, if you want to do it, just do it. If you want chicken and waffles on your wedding day, have chicken and waffles on your wedding day. As far as cake, we actually didn't get the cake that we wanted. When we went to the tasting, we had orange cake and we put buttercream and raspberry jam on it. And that together, you wouldn't think those flavors go together. They're amazing. They're so good. And the amaretto cake there is too. And that's originally what I wanted. But when I had that orange cake, is I was sold. So when it came time for the wedding, we we had an orange cake with buttercream on it, no raspberry jam, but it was still so good. I still loved it. And so for our anniversary cake, we got the actual cake made and it was just as I imagined. So I definitely recommend orange cake. It's so good. That's great. Did you guys add any other events like a dessert party? No, unfortunately we didn't. And I think that's my biggest regret is not having a dessert party. We had a rehearsal dinner the night before and we had like a fiesta taco theme because it was a couple days after Dia de los Muertos. So we had like a Dia de los Muertos rehearsal dinner. But I almost, I wish I would have scrapped that and not focused so much on the rehearsal dinner and done a dessert party because that just would have been such a great feature for my guests to enjoy. And I know a lot of my guests didn't get to enjoy the rehearsal dinner. That's interesting. Where did you have your rehearsal dinner? I had it in Whitehall, actually. It was a really great rehearsal dinner. And it, like I said, it was a taco party. So we had fajita meat and ground beef. And, and I had specialty made cactus cupcakes. <gasps> they were so good. They were so it was tequila lime flavored cake with tequila lime mousse inside and then a buttercream frosting. And they were they looked like little cactuses, they're cacti. They were so great. The rehearsal dinner at Whitehall was such a great space for it. If anybody ever decides to do a rehearsal dinner, I highly recommend Whitehall because there's a there's a porch on the outside of it, like a little patio. And at one point, me and my husband went out there and we were alone while everybody was enjoying their tacos and their cupcakes inside. And he put on his phone one of our choices for a first dance song. And we got to have a nice intimate moment right before I left him to go stay with my girlfriend's for the night before the wedding. So we got to dance alone and just have our alone time. And it was, I thought Whitehall was perfect for that because I think if we had had it anywhere else, we would have not got to have that moment. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran? So I, right as I left my rehearsal dinner, we went back to the beach club where I was staying. We had a bridesmaid pillow fight with the people that were staying next door because it was a, a couple of ours and we had adjoining rooms. And then we went to bed at 10 p.m. I woke up at 2 a.m. And then my makeup artist got there at 2.45. From 2.45 to 6, it was just a bunch of us running around, getting our makeup done, getting our hair done. At 6 a.m., my photographer showed up, started doing the get ready pictures and Unfortunately, this is another one of my regrets. A lot of my girls had already gotten dressed because it was so early and they had already gotten their makeup done and we had to be ready so early that I didn't get a picture of all of their dresses hanging up like I wanted, but I do have this picture of all of their hangers with their names on it, which I guess is kind of similar. So we had that at 6 a.m. and then about 
7.30, the boys next door, I heard them go downstairs to the limo uh, to be brought over and get, get their pictures taken. So we got pulled at 8 to go in the limo and head over to Epcot. By 8.30, we were getting pictures done. We kind of rushed in doing that. We, I think we were a little bit late, but my, my makeup artist was, we had a lot to do. That morning, we had a lot of girls get their hair and makeup done. So it, it was a little tight fit. And by 9 o'clock, I was standing off to the side, right underneath the waterfall where O Canada is, watching all of my guests walk in, sit down. They hurried me to the side. They made all of the men face the wall right before you get into the Canada Terrace because I was walking through. Um, and then you could see the guys, the groomsmen and the groom walk through with the reverend. Um, and they hurried me along to the side of the steps. My dad came and met me. And we walked down the aisle. Um, that all ended about 9.20. I really didn't have a long ceremony. At the end of the ceremony, we did our family pictures. We took a few more bridesmaid groomsmen pictures. And then I sent them all off to go eat and drink at the cocktail hour. We took some more pictures until about 10.30, where we then went to we went to the beach club for aerials. We took some more pictures there. We probably spent about 20, 30 minutes taking pictures before the actual reception. And then I actually had a second dress. So I had to go and run and change into my second dress, which took no time at all, thankfully. So we took some bridal pictures there because we didn't get a lot of getting ready pictures. So we kind of faked my getting ready pictures there. And then I walked down and we walked into the reception about 1130 Almost immediately, we went into our first dance, which is pretty typical. So we went into our first dance, and our first dance was really, I, I like to say, very unique because um, my guests actually chose our first dance song. Out of We gave them on the RSVP card as kind of a incentive to send us back the RSVPs the option to choose our first dance. So they all ended up with one of the best songs by Michael Kiwanoka. And that was, we, we learned... Basically, we had known what our first dance was, but we kind of we kind of hit it off in our minds because it was a close fit between that and I put a spell on you. So we handed it off to our DJ and it was kind of a surprise when it came on. I had forgotten somehow between all of the running around. So we did our first dance. Then we went and grabbed food right after. Our speeches were next. So it was nice to sit down and I was kind of eating during the speeches, crying and eating at the same time everybody's giving these heartfelt speeches that I never thought were possible. And then my dad made the whole room cry, which was just, eh, we were all blubbering messes. And thankfully I was wearing waterproof mascara and so nothing was running down my face. And then we had a little bit of dancing for a while after we ate. And then we did a cake pull, which is a New Orleans tradition where all of the women that are closest in the bride's life line up around the cake and they pull a string that has a charm underneath a pad of icing. So when you pull your string, you get your charm, and each charm has kind of like a fortune. So they have ones like you will have a long, enjoyable life. Um, you will have joy come up. You will be adventurous, beautiful charms. Um, so we did that, and we cut the cake. And then my DJ surprised us with the second line dance, which is a traditional New Orleans dance. We do it at weddings. We do it at funerals. We do it because we're happy. We do it because we're sad. So it was one of those things that I had always wanted to do, and I didn't think going to Disney and having my wedding at Disney that I would get to have my second line. So he surprised us with the second line. It was so great. Um, and thankfully everybody knew what to do. 
we did have one person that kept running around with a napkin screaming. It was the napkin dance. So I, and I have pictures of him doing that. And I still, to this day, every time I see him, he goes napkin dance. So it's, that was a great memory to have from that. And then at the end of the day, because there was a wedding right after us, they kind of rushed us out at three o'clock and I had a lot of people like, you need to pack up. And so we, did, we packed up real quick and we got it all upstairs. And then I had an extra two hours with my photographer. So we walked around the boardwalk, walked around Swan and Dolphin, walked around Beach Club and just took two hours worth of pictures. And it was one of the best experiences because I didn't realize how many people would share the exact same wedding date as me because Disney makes you think that you are the only one that has had a wedding that day. They just treat you like, you were the only one they're focused on. It feels so good that when I actually saw that there was another wedding coming up, we had to duck and dive to make sure we weren't in their pictures and make sure the brides didn't pass each other. So it, it was kind of a shock to me because I just didn't expect it to happen. It just kind of, it is a gesture to Disney that they do such an amazing job that you think you're the only one there that day. You're the only one planning a wedding. It just makes it so much more magical. But my day was very hectic, but it was very fulfilling. I didn't get to sleep until midnight that night and had to wake up the next day at 4 a.m. to get my hair and makeup done again and go to a park shoot. So it was a pretty hectic couple of days, but I wouldn't have it any other way. That's awesome. Now, because I'm obsessed by cake, I have to back up a little bit. For the cake pull, did you supply the charms and the ribbons and everything to your planner? How did that work? So I did. I, I had them sent to my planner ahead of time. I told her what they were. They had no idea what it was, so I had to explain it to them. It's a New Orleans tradition. It's actually an old Victorian tradition. So I knew exactly where to get my cake pulls. I knew I tied all the ribbon to it myself. So I packed them up, sent them off, explained. I sent them a diagram of where I wanted the cake pulls because I had donut tears. I didn't have a traditional wedding cake. I had a very small wedding cake, and then I had five dozen donuts and donut tiers. So I had to draw a diagram of where I wanted each pad of icing for the cake pool to be in. So it was a process, and I'm very surprised that they got it done so well. But it was it was really cool. I definitely recommend it to anybody who is not doing a bouquet toss or anything. Got it. Cool. Okay. Now, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? My most important aspect was absolutely photography. I love Disney and fine arts photography. I love it. But that wasn't my first choice. It's not my style. So I spent most of my budget on my photographer. I searched her out for a long time. I did a lot of interviews. And then I just clicked with her immediately. I still talk to her to this day because she was such an amazing photographer that day. My second shooter is my photographer now. So I constantly go to her for anything I'm doing in Disney. She loves Disney. We go park hopping together. She's, she, I would consider her a friend now because of that day. So definitely photography was number one. And then making sure my guests had a good time was number two. And that was a very close number two because I wanted to make sure that this was the best wedding they would ever go to and that they could, they could say it was worth the trip because I know going out to Disney, a lot of people are not Disney people. A lot of people don't understand it. So if I gave them a good time where they looked at it at the end of the day and said, you know what, I had a really good time and I actually like Disney. That was key for me. So that was my very close second. And my third was making sure I got Canada. I was very obsessed with getting Canada for some reason. 
it was, it, I knew it was beautiful and I really wanted it and I couldn't imagine having my wedding anywhere else. So Canada for the fee that we paid was totally worth it. Got it. Now, what were some aspects that were less important where you saved some money or you saved your effort? So I did a lot of DIYs. I didn't necessarily want to pay for bridesmaid bouquets or table numbers or a photo booth. So I did a lot of DIYs. I did my own table numbers. I brought those in. I did my own escort cards. I designed my own programs. I did a selfie booth, which I found this idea from someone on Pinterest that they brought just a Polaroid camera and they set it up with a bunch of photo booth props and their guests would be able to take pictures at their leisure. And I know a lot of people do this for guest book too. It was not our guest book, but it was a fun photo booth thing that I could give our guests on top of the favors that they had. So another thing, I, I very much didn't want videography because I was so focused on photography. I didn't want videography. I'm not really big at seeing myself in videos or seeing myself in pictures, to be honest. So it was one of those things I didn't want to look on it back and go, oh, I'm so fat, man. I was a cow in my wedding dress. So it, it personally for me, it just, it was not one of those things I wanted to have as a reminder. And I wanted to kind of keep that memory alive. So by not having a videographer, I've kind of focused myself to force myself to remember every detail of that day. I'm sure eventually I'll forget. But as of right now, I remember every single detail of that day. And I think it helps that I, I don't have something, a crutch that I can rely on. But a videographer was definitely something I, I didn't want to splurge on because uh, I felt that the photography would be looked through a lot more. Another thing I, I didn't want my wedding to become was I didn't want it to be too Disney themed. I liked looking back at my wedding, seeing that it was me, that it was very woodsy and ethereal and natural themed. And I didn't see too much of Disney. And I am a very Disney person. My house is all Disney. I pretty much do everything I can Disney. But this is just one of those things that I, because I had been dreaming about this my whole life, that even though I was in Disney, I didn't want to make it too Disney. So I didn't do the characters. I felt like we could spend our money elsewhere, especially for the cost of how much a character did cost. Um, I didn't do the carriage one because I didn't want to fight with getting it. And two, because I didn't want to pay for it for a 20 minute ride. And totally, if that's a bride's thing, I think they're beautiful and they're great photo opportunities and more power to anybody that wants it because that is a wedding that I love looking at. It just wasn't me. So I wanted to be very genuine with myself, with my wedding. So we kept our budget pretty minimal. And in fact, we actually were under our minimum up until the last couple of weeks. So we had to keep adding on things. So one of the things I, like I said previously, I wanted to make sure my guests had a good time. And I wanted to make sure that they were the forefront of my mind. So I thought as an additional favor that I would give them a place card that was there, that was an ear hat with their name uh, monogrammed on the back. So that's, I wanted to focus more of my dollars on things that I'll remember for the rest of my life that not only I will remember though, that my guests will remember and that my friends will remember and things that I can go over to their house and I'll see it. And it's not one of those um, bottle openers that they just put in a drawer, that it's something they actually cherished. There were a lot of things that we had to give and take with our wedding. There were a lot of things that I just wanted to make sure that we stayed on budget and we stayed pretty healthy. So videographer, extra Disney magic, those things just kind of weren't on the top of my list. Okay, got it. What ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? 
So there's this head waiter named John, and um, I won't ever forget him until the day I die. My godfather has ALS, and it was a miracle that he was there at my wedding. And I didn't have an open bar. I had a specialty cocktail and a couple beers and some wine. So he is a bourbon drinker, and he was talking to the head waiter, and he kind of made a friendship with the head waiter, John. And he said, you know, I wish I wish I had had some bourbon. You know, I wish there was some bourbon here. So John looked at him and said, hold on one second. And my godfather just sat there, and John disappeared, and he came back, and he had just a glass of bourbon from my godfather. And I knew about it almost immediately because I was kind of wondering what he was doing because John was so great to us. I kind of, you know, um, wanted to keep a mental tab on him so I could give him a compliment later. So when he did that, it was one of those moments that I, I, I will never forget. It just tears rolling down my face that he, someone who didn't know my godfather, didn't know my godfather had ALS, didn't know how much my godfather meant to me, went out of his way to go and make sure he had a good time at my, my wedding. And I think that was the best memory I'll ever have. That's a wonderful story. So was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? So my cake actually wasn't served to anybody. And I think that was kind of a, a miscommunication on my part. Because I had a lot of people coming up to me in the wedding asking me, you know, what to do? What, do I do this? Do I do this? And my, you know, my planner kind of warded off a lot of people and she's really great. But it was right before we cut the wedding cake, someone came up to me and said, do you want me to cut the cake and serve it? And I looked at them and I said, no. And I know this is a lot my fault. So I, what I was thinking at the time was, no, don't cut my cake for me. I want to cut it because I want to cut it with my husband. And I want to feed each other and shove it in each other's faces. I want to do that. So after we cut the cake, they just kind of took it away. And so we had people come over the, the night after to our hotel room. And we just ate cake. We had about 15 people in our hotel room eating our cake. So our cake wasn't served, but it's, it actually turned into a funny moment. <laughs> so I'm still, I don't think there is a single part of my wedding day that I regret or, or that I truly regret or that I look back on that was like, mm, that went wrong. That was, that probably should have been a little bit better because every part is, if it was bad, like if, it, if something bad happened, it turned out to be actually very funny. So looking back on it, kind of enjoy it. So <laughs> Nobody had my wedding cake. I'm okay with that. <laughs> now, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal or you were stressed out about beforehand, and then that turned out not to be a big problem? I was a little stressed out about how the pictures would go. So I'm very body conscious, which I, I think everybody should think of themselves as a beautiful angel and that they're perfect. But I'll preach it. I don't practice it. So I was really worried about my, my pictures. So I spent the whole day like asking my photographer, how should I stand so I look super skinny? Mm -hmm. So my photographer gave me all these tips. And so you can't tell in my pictures, but I'm standing super awkwardly. Like my torso is detached from my hips. <laughs> and I actually look real skinny. So I stressed out about it. It really wasn't that bad. And I look back on my pictures and I still really like them. And I was like 20 pounds since then. So looking back on them, I'm like, I don't even see like how you would typically look back on a picture and be like, oh, I'm a little bigger there. I actually see myself as the exact same person I am now. I'm like, dang, I look real good. 
<laughs> You're going to have to do a YouTube tutorial on how to unhook your <laughs> hips. <laughs> it is super uncomfortable and I use it to the day. I just, I will never forget that. She just, she was like, push your hips very far back. And like, you're going to look like you have your own bustle. And I was like, oh, great. I know what this is supposed to look like. So I'm going to give myself an own, my own S shape. So I feel like a snake all day. And I'm in this really, really tight corset because my dress was made to fit my measurements. Like I designed my own. I didn't design the body of the dress, but I designed my sleeves and I had sleeves added to it. So it was very tight. It fit me perfectly. And I'm here like standing like a snake with my whole body leaning forward, but my hips that are back and like by the waterfall when I'm in the gardens. It was really <laughs> uncomfortable, but it turned out for a really great picture. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, besides detaching your hips, do you have any other tips or advice for future wishes, brides and grooms? It, don't stress. It's not worth it. I, I didn't spend the majority of my wedding planning stressing because I knew at the end of the day, I would remember it for what it was and that I would enjoy that moment because it has nothing to do with what people think about your wedding, what people judge your wedding. It's all about what you like. So even to this day, I will look at some weddings or being a, a trained designer, I look at a lot of designs and I'm like, eh, that could probably be done different. But then I still remember that every designer is different. So what I like doesn't necessarily mean what somebody else will like. So if you want a wedding that is blush and bashful and you have a bleeding armadillo groom's cake, you have that bleeding armadillo groom's cake. And if anybody complains about it, you have extra bleeding armadillo groom's cake. Just remember that. You get extra cake and who doesn't like cake? <laughs> so it's not worth stressing about because it is, it is just one day. And it is one day that you will remember for the rest of your life because you married the person you loved and because you had the time of your life. You're not going to remember that your mother-in-law didn't want to wear the dress that you picked out for. Her. You're not going to remember that your bridesmaid threw a fit and said she didn't want to be in the wedding the day of the wedding. You're going to remember that you married the person you loved. So it's not worth stressing about. Those are great tips. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yeah, absolutely. So my second shooter actually has a blog at caseymariephotography.com. It's if you go a couple years back, you can see a whole list of my photos. She took a lot of my photos that day. So some of my favorites are on her site. And it's LNZ Adventure Wedding on her blog. Got it. And I will also make a slideshow of your photos for the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, which you can also access from the podcast app by tapping episode webpage as you're listening to this episode on iOS. Well, Lo, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's planning a wishes event at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. 